I often tell our team, if you aren't hurting, you probably aren't leading because there's almost no such thing as leadership progress without leadership pain. That's why in this month's episode, we're talking about leading through pain. Well, welcome to another episode of the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast, where I am incredibly passionate about helping you grow in your leadership in 20 or 25 minutes at a time, because everyone wins when the leader gets better. If you're just joining us, we release a new teaching on the first Thursday of each month. And I wanna encourage you to get the leader guide. This is so important. In the leader guide, we have summary notes, we have application questions, we have additional content that you can go over with your team. We also will include the 100 leadership insights to celebrate the 100th episode of the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. This is really helpful information. Go to life.church slash leadership podcast, type in your email address, we'll send you the leader guide with each new episode. And again, I'm gonna work really hard to bring valuable content to you. That's my gift to you. Your gift to me would be this, if the content's helpful to your leadership, if you could write a review or rate the content wherever you consume it, that would be amazing. Hit subscribe so it'll come to you. And it means so much to me when you invite others to be a part of our leadership community. This is the way we reach more people when you invite other leaders to grow in their leadership. And so if you post on social media, be sure and tag me. I'll be watching for you or my team may be watching for you and we may repost your post to invite others to be a part. Now, before we look at new content, I wanna share with you some great leadership news. The church that I lead, Live Church. We started the YouVersion Bible app years ago, and this month we're celebrating a massive milestone. Are you ready for this? The YouVersion Bible app, given away completely free by our church, has been, drum roll, downloaded now more than one half of a billion times. Come on somebody, if you're driving your car, clap, but keep one hand on the steering wheel, just clap on your head or whatever, a half a billion times. This is so exciting to me, the spiritual growth we see from this app. Our community of users, if you can imagine this, they read over 100 million chapters of the Bible daily. If you add them all up, they read over 100 million chapters of the Bible every day. They listen to cumulatively 25 million chapters on audio. This app is led by an amazing team on our church staff, about 100 or so staff members, which is actually very small with the amount of work that this team puts out, about 100 people. And we have over 5,200 volunteers around the world. So to all of you who make this possible, we're celebrating the spiritual impact of the YouVersion Bible app with over a half of a billion downloads. Come on, a billion, I can't wait to get there. Let's dive into new content today as we're talking about a very important subject for all leaders. Two things I know about you as a leader. Are you ready? Number one, you carry a weight that most people don't understand. And number two, you hurt more than most people will ever know. Now, you may not be hurting today in your leadership, but if you've led for any time at all, you know that you've hurt in the past and you know you will hurt again in the future. So welcome to the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast where I'm here to encourage you. But the truth is this, that there's almost no such thing as leadership progress without leadership pain. Let me say it again. There's almost no such thing as leadership progress without leadership pain because we know that good leadership is often painful and is always complicated. Examples, 
If your organization is struggling to turn a profit, that is painful. If you're trying to correct a toxic culture, that's painful. If you're managing supply chain issues, which most of us are right now, that's incredibly painful and challenging. If your church is emptier than it used to be, which is the story for so many churches today, that's painful and difficult. If you're dealing with a troubled team member, that's painful and challenging. But when things are good, it can still be challenging. Maybe your organization is exploding and you've doubled in size. That's good news, but you may be way behind the curve on hiring. That's painful. Maybe you can't fulfill all of your orders. These are all good problems, but they're also hard to deal with and they can be painful. Why is this true? Because there's almost no such thing as leadership progress without leadership pain. Now, I was thinking about just pain in leadership and I decided it's really impossible to give you an exhaustive list of all the different types of pain. I've been doing this for a long time and I'm always shocked. Oh, there's another type I didn't think of before. But what I tried to do was I tried to break it down into three main categories to think about the different types of pain that you will endure in your leadership. The first category is what I call personal pain. And you all know this if you've led for any amount of time. Someone that you love and trusted betrayed you in your leadership. Or maybe you're facing unfair criticism, that's personal pain, or someone let you down, or you had to let a friend go, someone that you loved, you had to help them move on. And that personal pain is incredibly difficult and we all deal with it. A second category is I would just call your fault pain, meaning it's your fault. You didn't deal with a problem, you procrastinated, you made a wrong decision, you did something dumb, you lacked integrity, you were too hard on somebody, you lost your, your cool, whatever it is, it's actually your fault. There's personal pain, there's pain that's your fault. And then a third category is what I would call external forces or external pain. Um, this would be an unexpected turn in the economy. Or this would be when you start getting beat by a new competitor that wasn't there before, now they're better than you are. Uh, it might be a senseless lawsuit. You didn't really do anything wrong, but now you're tied up in something really complicated. It may not even be work-related. It could be that you've got family problems, maybe in your marriage or with a child, or you're facing a health issue or someone that you love. And even those external problems end up complicating what you do in your leadership at work all sorts of different types of leadership pain. Now, unfortunately, the odds are really, really high that for most of you, this is a more painful season in leadership because if you lead in any type of leadership capacity with all this going on in the world, you're probably more exhausted, more frustrated, maybe more hated, and you've got more challenges than normal. And so that's why in this episode, we're gonna talk very specifically and very directly about leading through pain. Now. A little backstory on this episode. I actually got the idea for this episode about four months after I had a hernia surgery. And I was sitting there icing my injury after a, after a very painful physical therapy. And it dawned on me that the parallels from healing from physical pain are incredibly similar to healing from leadership pain. And so right there while I was putting ice on my injury, I wrote down four big thoughts and just got it in 30 seconds or so. And that's what I wanna share with you today. I'll tell you a little bit just for fun about my injury and how I ended up getting surgery. And I'll tell you honestly that I did almost everything wrong that you could possibly do wrong after I was injured. You may wonder, okay, how'd you get hurt? Well, I was actually doing jujitsu and I'm, just to give you context, I'm 53, almost 54 years of age. 
And uh, one of my training partners is a beast. His name is Andrew. And to give you context, I weigh about 184. He weighs 225. <laughs> I'm 53. He's 25 years of age. Uh, he wrestled for four years at an NCAA college at Oklahoma University. I played college tennis. He was a college wrestler. He's 225. I'm 184. And he's been doing jiu-jitsu a lot longer than I have. He got second at Worlds. And so essentially, to summarize, he basically sat on me and wrapped me up. And I tried really, really hard to escape. And I hurt myself really badly. I made five big mistakes I want to share with you. The first thing is I didn't take my injury seriously. In other words, I was hurt and I showed back up the next day like a dummy and said, let's go again. And I kept trying to train even though I was injured. The second mistake I made is I tried to self-diagnose myself. I thought, and I was really convinced, I just pulled my groin muscle. I've just got to pull the groin and it's going to heal even though I'm still working on it. Third big mistake is after two months of being stupid, I finally, after two months, I finally visited a doctor and the doctor said, you need surgery. And two days later, I got surgery. The fourth mistake is the doctor told me, don't lift more than 10 pounds for six weeks. Whatever you do, don't lift 10 pounds. And honestly, I thought to myself, that's for normal people. I'm a little stronger than the normal person. And so if most people can't lift 10 pounds, I'm probably safe at 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds, whatever. And I just didn't take his advice seriously. And I re-injured myself significantly because I'm dumb as a rock. Finally, I went in for reevaluation after weeks and weeks and weeks. And he said, you need physical therapy. And so that's what I'm doing now as I'm getting worked on it. So all that to say, how do we heal? How do we deal from a leadership hurt? And the answer will be very similar to the same way that we heal from a physical hurt. And I wanna give you four thoughts that I really believe can help your leadership and help you lead through the pain. The first thing, number one is this, what do you do? You have to acknowledge the problem exists. If you're injured, you have to say I'm injured. You have to pay attention to it. If you got a problem in your organization, you have to. And honestly, leaders often don't do this. Because as leaders, many of us, we like to believe the best and we're actually really good at self-deception. We often tell ourselves like, things are fine. And we often ignore problems. And sometimes we just wait and hope things are gonna get better, but they rarely get better by themselves. I tell our team this all the time, really important. I tell our team, many leaders could solve more problems if they weren't so busy denying them. Let me say that again. So many leaders, and this could be you, you could solve more problems if you weren't so busy denying them. So what do you do in leadership? Essentially, you solve problems. And I wanna tell you, at all times, you should have a problem or a few problems that you're solving. What are you? One of your titles is you're the CPS. You're the chief problem solver. In fact, the value you bring is a reflection of the problems that you solve. The value you bring is a reflection of the problems you solve. In fact, we talked in detail about being the chief problem solver in two episodes on the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. We'll link to this in the notes, but it's episode 66 and 68, you solve problems. Now, what kind of problems do you have right now? You got to start by acknowledging the problems. You may have some personal leadership problems. Maybe someone that you trusted betrayed you and you're having a hard time trusting. 
or maybe you empowered somebody and they screwed it up and now you're back into control freak mode or whatever it is. Uh, it may be an organizational problem that you're trying to drive sales up in a difficult time or you're trying to create generosity in a nonprofit or you're trying to fill a leadership pipeline that's gone dry or you're trying to scale up your organization. Forgive me for stating the obvious, but this is so important. You must acknowledge you have a problem to solve the problem. You have to start there. And I wanna encourage you to name it. Don't just say we've got some problem in this department. Be very, very clear. We have an attitude problem with this person. We have a toxic culture in this department. We have a delivery problem. We have a customer service problem. Be very, very clear and state the specific outcome that you want as clear as possible because you cannot defeat what you do not define. You wanna acknowledge that the problem exists. Give it a name, write it on a wall, put it on a piece of paper, talk about it, be very, 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 very clear. This is our problem that we want to solve. Number one, you acknowledge the problem exists. I've got an injury and I need to heal this injury. The second thing you wanna do is you wanna diagnose the problem. This is so important. You wanna diagnose the problem because if we don't accurately diagnose the problem, we may only treat the symptom. In other words, what feels like a pulled groin might be a hernia. And here's what happens. As a leader, a lot of times you're drawn to just looking at the symptom and treating the symptom, but I wanna encourage you to train yourself to look beyond the symptom. Look for what some have called the problem beneath the problem or the thing beneath the thing. For example, your sales team might be behind uh, year-to-date sales 12% from the previous years. And so you're the sales manager and you come in and say, make more sales calls. That might work. Or you might be treating the symptom, not the problem. Maybe the problem isn't that your sales team isn't working hard. Maybe you have a product problem. In other words, your product isn't as good today and you're being passed by your competition. Or maybe over half your sales teams, they're rookies and they haven't been trained yet. They're, in, they're not prepared. Or maybe they have been trained, but they don't have access to good leads. They're making lots of calls, but they're calling the wrong people. You wanna accurately diagnose the problem. Or another example would be this. Let's say that several of your team members have bad attitudes. You got a department where people just really come in and they're critical of everything. They're not getting things done. And so you come in and you say, change your attitude or we're gonna change who works here. Okay, that may be a plan. But if you diagnose the problem accurately and look beneath the problem, what you might find is you have a different problem. Maybe they have a bad attitude because they're frustrated because they don't have clear expectations. They don't really know what they're supposed to be doing. Or maybe they have a bad attitude because they don't have what they need to do their job well. They're missing some resources that they should have. Or maybe they've got a very controlling supervisor and it's almost impossible possible to have a good attitude when you're working for someone that's so controlling and so demanding and, and doesn't care about the team. Now, let me just get in your face for a moment. And here's what's tough to hear. If you have organizational pain, maybe your people feel overworked or there's some communication gaps or maybe some morale problems, sometimes we as the leader, we're the source of the problem. If I could say it more directly, sometimes you are the problem. Sometimes I'm the problem. In fact, recently um, I was holding on to something that we had done a certain way for like 15 years. And my team came to me and said, hey, the world's changed and they're not really uh, relating to the way you used to do it. And I was like, no, this is the way we do it. This is the way we do it. And what I realized is that my comfort in doing things the way we had done was creating a log jam 
and our organization wasn't able to move forward. And I tell you that to tell you this, that if you can't point to a recent example of you being a problem, your team is probably still enduring some unnecessary pain. Let me say it again. If you can't point to a recent example of you being the problem, your team is probably still enduring some unnecessary pain because in any growing and evolving organization, you as a leader, you're gonna hit ceilings. We all do this. And when you don't change or when you don't grow, you become the problem. For example, you might have a troubled team member and they're causing problems and being rebellious or not following through or whatever, and everybody knows it. If you don't address that troubled team member, you have no idea how much credibility you lose with the whole organization because everybody knows they're a problem. Eventually though, if you don't address that problem team member, the problem team member isn't the problem. If you don't address the problem, you are the problem. What do we need to do? Diagnose the problem. And you may say, but what if I have a hard time diagnosing the problem? We've got a challenge, but I don't know what the real problem is. I'd say it's often wise to get outside help. Why do you wanna get an outside perspective? And the reason is because of your proximity to the problem, you often lose objectivity. You might have started the department and so you're emotionally attached to the department, or you might like the person who's a problem and so you're emotionally attached to it. And anytime you go outside, you get an elevated view and you get objectivity. For example, I had to go to the doctor to diagnose my injury. It's not a pulled groin, it's a hernia. And you might bring in a consultant or honestly, we don't use consultants. I call my friends who are leaders and I'll say, what do you think about what's going on? I'll tell them about the problem. And because they're not emotionally connected and they have objectivity, they can often help me diagnose the problem. So what are you gonna do? We all have problems and you have to start by acknowledging the point of pain, what's the problem? Number two, you wanna diagnose the problem. Number three, you wanna treat the problem. In my case, the physical pain, the treatment was surgery. And let me tell you about my surgery. It was expensive, it was disruptive, it was painful, and there was a longer healing process than anticipated. Let me say it again. My surgery was expensive, disruptive, painful, with a longer healing process than I anticipated. And this is not too dissimilar from so many leadership solutions. You've got a toxic team member, or you've got a program that needs overhauling, or you need to shut down a product line, or you need to close a location. It may be expensive, disruptive, painful, and there's a longer healing process that, than anticipated. And that's the very reason you may be avoiding the problem. So I would ask you, leader, is there some problem that you're denying exists? Are you avoiding a problem that you need to address? It might be you need to have a difficult conversation with a team member or make a difficult decision or admit to a difficult prognosis, whatever it is. And let me just tell you this right now and listen carefully. This is so important. The difference between where you are and where you could be might be the pain that you're unwilling to endure. The difference between where you are in your leadership, where you are in your organization, where you are in your ministry, where you are in your business, the difference between where you are and where you could be might be the pain that you're unwilling to endure because you almost never solve a problem by avoiding it. It'll be expensive, it'll be disruptive, it'll be painful, and there'll be a longer healing process often, but the progress is worth the pain. What do you do? Admit to the problem. Diagnose the problem. 
treat the problem, and then finally, rehabilitate toward healing. Rehabilitate toward healing. In other words, sometimes surgery isn't enough and you need to rehabilitate to facilitate healing. And that's what I've been doing. My friend Doug works me over in rehab and you guessed it, it's painful. Why is it painful? Because growth and comfort never coexist. So where are you? You've got some type of organizational pain and you might be working on rebuilding trust after you lost it. Or you might be dealing with a team member that seems uncoachable. Or you might be recovering after a financial setback. What are you doing? During this time, you're retraining your team toward health. You're helping them to establish healthy goals. You're helping them to integrate healthy accountability. You're helping them to communicate in healthy ways relationally. You're helping them create healthy systems. In the same way we retrain our body, we're retraining our team toward health. If you haven't read my latest book, Winning the War in Your Mind, we talked about the neural pathways, that the way when we think a thought, it's easy to think that thought again. What we're going to do when we're retraining a team toward health is in the same way we create new neural pathways in our mind, what we're doing is we're creating new organizational pathways. We're helping our team as we're healing say, here's how we operate now. Here's how we think now. Here's what we value now, and we're working toward healing. If I can slow it down, I'll tell you a um, kind of a transparent season in my leadership. And in the last 20 months or so, I've had some uh, leadership challenges, much like many of you. Uh, So many of them are obvious with all of the COVID tension. Leading a church with the racial tension and political division is obviously complicated. And then in the last year, our staff, we had two staff members die tragic deaths. And I woke up and realized that I've been going harder, 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 harder. And I was just on the edge of burnout. The problem is I'd been on the edge for a long time, but I didn't acknowledge the problem. So what did I do? These four things. The first thing is I had to acknowledge the problem. And the problem wasn't just COVID complications. The problem is that for 31 years of leading, my goal has been more. A little more, 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 more efficient, more work, earlier, later, harder, faster, more, 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 more. And I was the problem. Then I had to diagnose the problem. And so I worked with a performance psychologist and I would recommend all top leaders that you have a coach. And my, my coach helped me understand that I was doing too much, but it wasn't just doing too much, but there was an internal driver that was broken that I was trying to meet some internal need with external performance that was driving me to an unhealthy rate of performance. Then he showed me I wasn't just tired because I was always like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And he said, if you're tired, you could take a nap. But I wasn't just tired, I was depleted. And because I was depleted, I didn't just need rest, but I needed to be refilled. I needed to do some activities that would refurbish and rejuvenate my spiritual life, my inner life toward healing. So then we decided to treat the problem. And a little bit of it was a longer break. A little bit of it was just like hard work, looking at the root issues of why it is that I often do overwork. And then number four is to work toward rehab, toward healing. And that's what I've been doing. And honestly, I've been doing well. And my team would tell you, and Amy, my wife would tell you that I've been changing my rhythms and now I'm performing at a very high level again. And I'm doing it in a healthy way not out of the wrong motivation, not out of an internal sickness, but out of an eternal drive and in a way that really is making a difference. So 
what I wanna do is I wanna bring it back to you. Here's three questions that I would love for you to answer, and you may answer these with your team. Number one, what pain points are you experiencing personally or organizationally? What pain points are you experiencing personally or organizationally? Number two, what is the root cause of the pain? We're not just treating the symptom, but we're gonna to get to the root. And number three, and this is where it's gonna take some work, and you may need a coach, you may need some help, you may need some transparency and some goals, you may need to get counseling, whatever. What can you do now to resolve the issue? And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna acknowledge it, diagnose it, treat it, and rehab toward healing because the difference between where you are and where you could be may be the pain that you're unwilling to endure. Why does this matter? Because there's almost no such thing as leadership progress without leadership pain. And I wanna tell you, thank you for being a part of our leadership community. You have what it takes to do what you're called to do. Step into the pain, do the hard work. The short-term pain is worth the leadership gain and you can make a difference. Good news, we have some bonus episodes coming up and I would love to invite you to invite others to be a part of our community. And thank you for investing in your leadership today. Continue invest in your leadership today and every day because we know that everyone wins when the leader gets better.